from PRX. This is Studio 360. I'm Kurt Anderson. On this Studio 360 podcast extra, we're looking back 40 years when Steve Martin released his concert album, A Wild and Crazy Guy. I think it was the last comedy album I ever bought. These days, Steve Martin is known as an actor, a playwright, a novelist, a master banjo player, a serious modern art collector. But before all that, when I fell in love with him, he was best known for wearing a stupid joke arrow on his head or a pair of rabbit ears. He wears those rabbit ears and a white suit on the cover of A Wild and Crazy Guy, which was his second stand-up comedy album. That record proved that he had command of the full comic spectrum, high-concept surrealism, but also broad comedy that made fun of broad comedy. Forty years ago this summer, it was the singing voice of Martin that was playing out of car windows all over the country. Now when I die, I don't think I'm a nut. Don't want no fancy funeral, just one like old King Tut. King Tut. He had debuted a novelty song, King Tut, in a performance on Saturday Night Live that spring. And then it was released as a single and peaked at number 12 on the Billboard chart in August. Got a condo made of stone And then that single came out on the album A Wild and Crazy Guy. The album hit number two on the pop album charts and went on to win a Grammy. Of course, if you're a fan of Vintage Saturday Night Live, you know the name of the album is from a sketch he performed there. The Festrunk Brothers, two very 70s Czech immigrants with tight plaid trousers looking to swing with American women. To tell the story of the Wild and Crazy Guy album, we've got an historian. My name is Sheila Motion. I have taught comedy at Northwestern University. One Festrunk brother. I'm Dan Aykroyd, and I'm a uh, writer. And the other Festrunk brother. I'm Steve Martin. I'm a comedian, a musician, and an actor. And a writer. Excuse me now, let me tell you our names. I'm Jorto Festrunk, and this is my brother Jorge. We're two unique guys from Czechoslovakia who ran from the Russian tanks to America because it's such a swinging and together place. The Festrunk brothers were um, Danny Aykroyd's idea. Sort of one half his continental character and, and one half my Czech immigrant, and we, we fused them together to make the Festrunk brothers. How generous an artist is he to do that? Hello, Chief. Are you a pen? I beg your pardon. <laughs> Don't worry, chicks. It's easy to score with us. We're hard up. The Festerant Brothers, they're fantastic because they're so outrageous in, a, in such a harmless kind of way. You almost feel sorry for them because their swagger is so big and they're so sure of themselves. Of course, they pretended not to notice our bulges. <laughs> when he suggested the Festerant Brothers, I... Uh, immediately said, well, I have this phrase I've been using that's been working really well, which is wild and crazy guy. Because I am a wild and crazy guy. Wild and crazy guy was my second comedy album. The first one was called Let's Get Small. The show will resume very, very shortly. But first, I wanted to take this opportunity to remind you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Studio 360 Show. And now back to the podcast. During this time period in the 1970s, we saw a great 
growth in comedy and people like Richard Pryor and Cheech and Chong and George Carlin and they were making albums, lots of albums and so the comedy album thing I think was a very big deal at this time. I'm happy to say I recently purchased my own form of private transportation which we landed out here at the airport this morning. It's not easy landing a station wagon out here at the airport. I loved comedy from by the time I was seven or eight years old and I grew up watching Jerry Lewis and Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy. But I decided around age 15 that I wanted to be a magician. You know, I put together a little magic act, but then I I realized that the audience likes it better when the tricks don't work. And I I decided that I would try to, to lean towards comedy, and I began a slow process of eliminating the magic and getting into comedy. Hey, I'm not trying to be a big shot or anything like that, but uh, I get my drinks half price. (laughs) That's right, for every one you buy, I get two. At that time, my act was very, very visual. So I can just have about as much as I want, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it doesn't affect me. He has a kind of gentle anarchy about him, you know? the way he disrupts the, um, the fourth wall. So he's interacting with the audience. In a way, it kind of it foreshadows some of what Jerry Seinfeld does as well, um, where you think about it for like a second. You know, there's sort of a beat, and then and you think about it, and you, you really kind of unpack it. Well, anyway, I guess you can tell that uh, I'm into language, and language is kind of my thing, being a comedian. And uh, if you don't have a command of the language, nothing to be embarrassed about, But because uh, this is my profession, and... Uh, Let's face it, uh, some people have a way with words, other people. uh... (laughs) Oh, uh, not have a way. Language meant a lot to me. I studied uh, philosophy of language in college. And there I learned about being absurd, which was... uh, essentially a a little uh, fallacy called reductio ad absurdum. And uh, uh, I started applying that to areas where it really shouldn't, you know, shouldn't strictly apply. But really, you know, theories are really good to get you motivated, but they don't necessarily lead you to good show business. You're constantly thinking, does this work? Is this working? Is this funny? But, you know, a theory can lead you places that you wouldn't have gone before. Keep waiting sometime, you know. Oh. If there is a God, give me a sign. See, I told you that the He always pointed high. He pointed above the brows of his audience, you know, and somehow was able to connect with the more intelligent material than, than many of his contemporaries who were kind of anchored in the real world. He was able to kind of soar up and away from uh, the real world of stand up. You know, what happened to me the other day when my wife locked me out of the car? That wasn't his humor. He went way high, intellectual, philosophical, absurdist. It's so hard. It's so hard to believe in anything anymore. You know what I mean? It's like religion. I mean, you can't really take it seriously because it seems so mythological and it seems so arbitrary. And then it's on the other hand, science, you know, it's just pure empiricism. And uh, by virtue of of its method, it excludes metaphysics. (laughs) And, uh... I guess I wouldn't believe in anything if it weren't for my lucky astrology mood watch. (laughs) 
He doesn't pander to any lower intelligence. He assumes that everyone knows. And everyone did know, of course, about King Tut, who was touring the country at the time. An Egyptian archaeological reference in a great song. Now, when he was a young man, he never thought he'd see people stand in line to see the boy King. How'd you get so funky? Did you do the monkey? Of course, you never know what the impact is going to be, but the United States was coming out of a deep, depressive war experience. And also, along with that, there was a certain philosophy that was chugging along. You know, love child, hippies, and free love. All that was about to change. And I believe I, I sensed it or grew bored with it and decided to change myself and change my stage philosophy into one of pure fun and zaniness. And I believe the, uh, the public was ready for that change. They're selling you. That is the great Steve Martin. Our story was produced by Ben Manila for BMP Audio. A Wild and Crazy Guy has been honored by being entered into the National Recording Registry at the Library of Congress. And you can hear all the stories behind tons of other recordings that have been so honored, including Sly and the Family Stone's Stand, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive, and lots of others at Studio360.org. Thanks for listening, and you can subscribe to Studio 360 at iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. 